Hello, 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 and thank you so much for joining me for the podcast of The True Power From Within. I am your host, Melody Ferris Tucker, and I am so grateful that you are here. I hope this podcast touches you in the most amazing and encouraging way. Today, I am calling this podcast, Our Emotions Matter. And I want to tell a little bit of a story really quickly because um, I think it'll kind of relate to, you know, some of us. Um, so after over the last few weeks, um, we've done a lot of medication changes with Destiny. Um, and to say the least, it's been a roller coaster. Um, and I find myself trying to be strong in all of this because, of course, she needs us to be strong in these moments. Um, but you know, if you don't really know, it's, it's, um, it's a roller coaster because taking away one medication and adding another one affects different areas of her whole being. Um, you know, we took away a medication, uh, because of weight gain, but then she started having more movements and then she started having, you know, um, the beginning of her seizure activity and then she started not sleeping. And so doing a lot of medication adjustments is, um, can affect, you know, like for you and I, you know, a medication change may just make us sleepy or irritable for a day or, but we know how to manage it and she does not know how to manage it. So it's been a roller coaster. And although I try, you know, my husband's always saying, you know, you're David in our house. Um, sometimes it takes emotional, physical, and mental toll, um, because I'm constantly trying to figure it out, right? I'm constantly being aware of all of her body movements, all of her behaviors, facial expressions. Um, I'm constantly, you know, watching and then I'm calling the doctor saying, this is what needs to happen. This is what we need to do. Um, you know, or how can we work with this or how can we adjust that? So it gets to be, it consumes you. And although I would not have it any other way, it's draining. It's, it's, it's draining, emotionally draining. And so I, you know, have stepped back from my t-shirt business. Um, I have um, literally just been sitting with her all day, every day, you know, watching and, you know, seeing what has, what is, is taking place so that I know what I need to do next. And um, it's funny because I have found myself not getting on the treadmill every morning. Um, I have found myself um, eating more. Um, I have found myself telling my husband, my stomach is hurting again, right? Um, I got on the scale this morning and I've gained a couple of pounds back. And I'm, you know, trying to go through all of the things of like, why? And I found myself this morning um, praying about, or praying to God about why do I always disappoint myself? 
right? Because I should be strong enough to push through because I've, I've been doing this for five years, right? I should be strong enough to push through all of this. Like I should still be on the treadmill, right? I should still be doing my business. I should still be doing, and I'm finding myself in a moment of, of, of criticism, right? Because I feel like I am constantly disappointing myself. And we always say that we are our biggest critic. And, um, you know, as I was thinking about this, sorry, my, it looked like the Wi-Fi cut off for a second. Um, as I was, you know, praying about this, um, you know, God put comfort in my heart that he cares about our emotions. See, a lot of times we're not taught that, you know, because we were created to be emotional beings, especially women, right? We are emotional beings. And, you know, sometimes when I, when I go to God with emotion, I feel like ashamed, like I should not go to him in my emotions. And, you know, I felt him say to me through a word that I listened to and through my prayer time that he cares about our emotions, right? He cares. Um, and sometimes we're, we're not taught that or, or, you know, taught in the Bible or in life that God cares about our emotions. Um, he created us. He knew that we would be emotional, right? And we we oftentimes don't take those to him. We don't take the emotions of God, I'm, you know, I'm feeling unworthy or God, I'm feeling like I'm not enough. God, I'm feeling weak or I'm feeling sad or I'm grieving and I'm hurting. Like we don't take those emotions to God. And I talked about last week matters of the heart, right? Like we have to learn to be able to call out the emotion. When we go before God, we have to learn to call out the emotion. God, I'm struggling with grief. I'm struggling with fear. I am scared to death, right? My heart is hurting. Um, you know, and some, we don't, we don't often do that, right? We say we like to read the scripture, like when we are weak, you know, God will make us strong, right? Or God is strong. We love that scripture. We'll put it all over social media, but do we really, really think about that, right? Do we really believe that? Do we really believe that when we are weak, that he is made strong, where does the word weak come from, really, right? What does that word actually mean when we are weak, right? When we are weak, what are we feeling? We're feeling an array of emotions, right? And so I start digging into scripture. Like, where are we seeing that God actually cares about our emotions? And I came across... Um, Luke 22 and 43. Now, this is when Jesus um, was at uh, the Mount of Olives, right? He is, you know, praying to God, right? Um, please, you know, pass this cup over, right? And what is he doing? 
he is crying. Like he is showing so much emotion that, um, that it says, um, hold on, what says he says that drops of blood were falling to the ground because he was showing so much emotion. So it says here, it says, um, then he withdrew. I'm just starting at verse 41. Then he withdrew from, from them. He's talking about the disciples, right? Because he said, stay awake and, and, and pray that you don't fall into temptation. And then he withdrew about, um, from them about a stone's throat, knelt down and began to pray. Father, if you're willing to take this cup away from me, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Okay. So Jesus is showing a moment of weakness, right? He's showing a moment. Um, he's showing a moment of weakness. He is sad, right? He could possibly be grieving his own life, right? Or grieving the fact that he's leaving his disciples. You know, um, he could be fearful of, you know, the means by which he will die, right? So he's showing great emotion through crying. And then what does God do? Then the angel from heaven appeared uh, to him, strengthening him, right? And then it says, being in anguish, he prayed more fervently, fervently, and his sweat became like drops of falling blood to the ground. But here's what I want to show you. And it's not just that Jesus is having emotion, right? But it says when he got up from prayer and came to the disciples, he found them sleeping. Here's the key exhausted from their grief, emotion, right? And I want to talk about that for a second because um, it says exhausted from their grief. And even though he says, why are you sleeping? You ask them, get up, pray so that you won't fall into temptation. But what I want to show you is that God cares about our emotions we can take those to him, right? Because let's talk about our bodies for a minute. When we experience something hard or a trauma or something that's going on in our life, right? We tend to hold in the emotions, right? And and sometimes we may go to our partner with them. Sometimes we... Um, we may just stuff our emotions. I'm an, I'm an emotional stuffer. Okay. I'm an emotional stuffer. I will stuff and stuff my emotions, but here's what I want to tell you. When you do not deal with your emotions in a healthy way. Okay. When you don't talk about your emotions, when you don't deal with your emotions, when you don't work through the trauma, when you don't, um, work through, the abuse or the reason for your addiction or, you know, any of those things, your body keeps the score. Okay. If you've never read that book and you want to know more about it, about your body keeping the score, there is actually a book called your body keeps the score. Okay. Read it. It's amazing. But in certain situations, okay, when, when we experience trauma or heartache or grief or betrayal or whatever, and we don't deal with those emotions or we don't go to therapy or we don't get the help that we need, our body holds on to that, okay? Our body holds on to that. And 
what they have discovered and doctors are not taught this stuff, right? They're taught by a specific book that this is what, you know, you go and they say, okay, um, you have this or that, and then they prescribe medication, but why do you have this or that, right? Why are you experiencing sickness in your body? But what happens is when our emotions are not dealt with, okay, and we don't deal with them in a healthy manner, we begin to have irritable bowel syndrome. I'm so sorry. For some reason, my Wi-Fi keeps cutting off. Um, we begin to have, when we don't deal with emotions, we begin to have things like irritable bowel syndrome, gut issues, high blood pressure, um, kidney issues, migraines, um, all of these things because our body is keeping the score. Because we're not dealing with our emotions. Why do we not deal with our emotions? Fear, stereotypes of, you know, if you show emotion, you're weak. Um, fear of being judged because you feel a certain way. Um, you know, the uh, fear of, you know, holding on to something. And if you let go of that particular emotion or you heal from it, how might I feel in that point? Like, where would I go then? I don't have any protection. I don't have all of these walls to, of, of hate and bitterness and resentment and addiction and, you know, all of these things. I don't have these things to protect me anymore. So then I would be vulnerable. Um, and we get fearful of vulnerability. Um, and so, you know, oftentimes we, our body keeps the score of all of these things. And we don't go to God in these things because we're like, God doesn't care about our emotions. He just cares about our sins, right? Like, you know, if I, we're so worried about not sinning or living this perfect holy life that we don't deal with our emotions and and it's, it's, it's funny because the very one that we are following, right, had lots of emotions, right? Not only do we see it here, right, but we see it in John 11 and 35, right? When it says Jesus wept, that was when Lazarus died, right? We see that. And then in Hebrews 5 and 7, it says that over his earthly life, he had many prayers, appeals, and loud cries. Meaning he did some he did some ugly crying, right? Like when you cry really hard and you get that that ugly face going, right? Jesus did the ugly cries. Jesus had emotion. If we were made in his image and he had emotion and we see that he went to God with this emotion, right? God, you know, if I can pass this cup over, I mean, if he is crying so much that he is actually sweating blood, it's, it's emotion. If Jesus can show emotion and go to God with his emotions, then why can't we? Why would be any different? Proverbs 15 and 13 says, A merry heart maketh a cheerful countenance, but by sorrow of the heart, the spirit 
is broken. If we don't deal with emotions, right? Emotions come from the heart, right? Emotions come from the heart. And then what is not dealt with in the heart will retreat to the mind where we create these limiting beliefs, which um, are basically lies that we tell ourselves about ourselves or about particular situations that probably aren't true. These limiting beliefs start at a very young age, right? We, um, we learn different things from our parents and our relatives and just things as we're growing up. We learn these things and then we take them to heart, which become a limiting belief. If you have ever been told by anybody that you will never amount to nothing, I can guarantee you, you have held on to that. And you have a limiting belief. And every time something good happens to you, you automatically get, um, you automatically get imposter syndrome saying, I'm, I'm not good enough for this. I'm not qualified enough for this because so-and-so told me that I would never amount to anything. Again, we hold on to things. But this has to be, has to be fixed, Right? Because let me tell you something, in Proverbs 15 and 13, I love the scripture because it says, a merry heart maketh a a cheerful countenance, right? Countenance means, in biblical sense, okay, is meaning a facial expression, right? A face or a facial expression. But it says expression appearing out of of the face of the Lord as he looks upon his people. A merry heart maketh a cheerful countenance. God is looking to us as he created us and he is smiling and he is cheerful because he made us who we are in the uniqueness, right? He knew that we were going to hold on to things. He knew we were going to fall into the stereotypical of if I cry, I'm weak, or if I show emotion, I'm weak, or he knew these things. Why do you think he he showed us in the, in, in through his word, Jesus crying and showing emotion. Not just because we needed to hear Jesus cried. It's because God cares about our emotions. He cares about what we are going through. And although we have a problem Going to God with our emotions. I'm here to tell you today that he cares. He cares about how you're feeling and what you're going through. And there is a big stereotype from my generation, right, of of therapy. People turn their nose up to therapy. And, and And therapy is... Is a great way to deal with your emotions. Because you have to know what emotion you need to call out. Right? You need to know. And through therapy or help, you know, or even if you have a best friend, right? That is, that is in their word and that is, is you know, 
um, you trust and you go to them, oftentimes because they're from the outside, they can call out that emotion. Well, you're struggling with sadness or you're grieving the loss of whatever it is, right? And they can call out that emotion, but you have to know what it is that you need to call out when you go before God. A lot of us don't want to say, I'm scared to death. A lot of us don't want to say, I'm struggling with imposter syndrome. A lot of us don't want to say, I feel unqualified. Because even though you're in your private time with God, if we say it, it must be. So we don't call it out. We don't, we don't call it out. And how do we have a cheerful heart if we don't call it out? But on the other side of that scripture, it says, by sorrow, the heart is, the heart, the heart, the spirit is broken. By sorrow of the heart, the spirit is broken. When we don't deal with our emotions, we will have a broken spirit. How do we Go to God with our emotions and be vulnerable. I mean, do you actually go to God with your emotions? Not normally. But we, but we will say you need to surrender it all. But we will surrender those big things, but we won't call out those emotions that we are feeling deep within our heart. So guess what happens? We walk around with a broken spirit. We walk around with a broken spirit. Because we have not learned to call those things out as they are and say, God, I am weak. I am sad. I am grieving. I am hurting. I am depressed. I am anxious. We don't call out the emotions. So as we are going through life, guilty, okay, I'm going to say I'm guilty, that I will do a podcast for two years and my spirit is still broken. But I don't have a problem telling you that. I'm not the holier than thou preacher's wife. I am by far that person. I still struggle with getting in my word every day. I still struggle with turning it all over to God because to me, it's easier. About the situation with destiny and this medication changes and all that, right? The limiting belief that I have in my head is that I should not go to God with this, right? About the emotions or, you know, that I'm struggling, um, you know, mentally or emotionally or physically during this time because I should be grateful that I know how to deal with it. 
How crazy is that belief? How crazy is that? Because aren't we supposed to go to God with everything? But we only go to God with what we want to go to God for. So when we say surrender all, that includes your emotions. That includes your emotions. We were created to have emotion. Jesus had emotion. And what did we see Jesus do? He went to God with this emotion. He said, God, please take this. But may your will be done. We have to really learn to... We can't walk around telling everybody that's saying, telling us what is going on with them um, and what they're going through. We can't just simply say, you need to surrender it all to God. Because what does that really mean? What does that really mean? If you're going to surrender it all to God, mind, will, heart, and emotion. Mind, will, heart, emotion. We're good. We're real good at going and surrendering the things that are comfortable for us. But we're not good at going and laying the emotions on the table. But we go and we tell everybody, you got to surrender all of this. But do we surrender all of it? I don't think anybody surrenders all of it. Because we're human. God created us as human. Okay? We, we were created in his image. And Jesus walked the earth. And God knows he was human. He just did not sin. But he still went through pain. And if they had the word back then, trauma. How much trauma do you think having people chase you and want to kill you all the time? And, you know, how much, that's trauma. They don't, they didn't call that out in the back in the day. But he went through trauma. He had emotion. But he kept the cheerful heart because he took it all to God. That's the problem that we have. Jesus knew the the secret, okay? He knew that he had to go before God and lay out all of his emotions. And it says he had loud cries. We see the disciples They were so exhausted from knowing what was about to happen to Jesus that they literally passed out from grief. They literally passed out from grief. Because why? Because their body was keeping the score. Right? Leading up to this, 
the things and the things that had happened. And they're like, you, you know, don't fall into temptation. But what happens? What, right? God, I mean, Jesus says, you need to pray. But here we are. Here's, here's Peter, right? What, what does Peter do, right? He goes rogue and chops off somebody's ear. Why? Because they were exhausted from their grief. But they didn't take, Peter didn't take that grief to God. What did he do as a man? He probably held on to it, right? Which created what? Anger, bitterness, resentment that you're, you're, you are trying to kill my buddy over here, Jesus. And what happens when we get caught up in our emotions? We make bad decisions. We hurt people because we're hurting. We don't trust people because we've been hurt. Why? Because we don't deal with our emotions. It says sorrow is deep distress, regret. This is the definition of sorrow in the Bible. Deep distress or sorrow is deep distress, regret, loss of someone or something loved. I can tell you that 99% of the world right now is, is sorrowful. And what does that mean? By sorrow of the heart, the spirit is broken. We can't be full on and play full out with God if we refuse to deal with our emotions, deep distress, regret, loss of someone or something loved, and we're sorrowful. Why? Because our spirit, spirit, heart, right? Our spirit is broken. I want to encourage you today to really take a look at what emotions that you're really giving over to God. I'm guilty because I criticize myself for having emotion. So why would I take that before God? Right? Melody, you've been through medication changes. You've been through all of these things. But here's, here's the kicker part. And here's the limiting belief, the types of limiting beliefs that we have. Not only do I say I should be strong enough to deal with this and I should not have to take this to God because I've been through this a lot of times. But if I do, I am not a good mom. If I admit that I am weak in my emotions or my um, physically or mentally. I am not a good mom. How many times do we have this limiting belief? I'm not a good mom. I'm not a good dad. I'm not a good wife. I'm not a good husband. 
because we refuse to give our emotions over to God. I still struggle with forgiveness. And I'm not ashamed to tell you. I'm not. I'm not ashamed to tell you that I still struggle with forgiveness. Forgiving my mother. Do I have love for her? Yeah, she gave birth to me. Do I understand her? I don't. I don't. Do I understand why she did what she did? I was a young mom. So yeah, I get that part. But I'm 43 years old. And nothing has changed in 43 years. So yeah. I'm, I'm a little... I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. Have I taken it to God? Yeah. I have. And every time I take it to him, I get mad. And that's me labeling my emotion. I'm mad and I have unforgiveness. I, I have forgiven her. But on a daily basis, well, not necessarily a daily basis, but on occasion, I have to readdress it. I have to to readdress that. And I have to call out my emotion. What are you not calling out and giving to God today? What are you still struggling with? Emotional struggle that is causing you to have a broken spirit that you need to give God. God does not care if you go to him with your ugly cries. Jesus did. Let me give you a little nugget right here in this, in Luke 22. When it says this, right, that... In verse 41, it says, Then he withdrew from them, talking about Jesus, about a stone throw away. A stone throw away. Okay? How far can you actually throw a stone? Not that far. Right? So, the disciples heard him crying out. Why do you think they were exhausted from their grief? When you hear someone you love crying, okay, whether someone has, has hurt them or betrayed them or someone passed away or whatever it is, and you hear them crying, if you have any type of heart at all, you're going to feel their pain, right? And sometimes when you go to a funeral, okay, or you go to a hospital if there's someone sick or something really bad has happened. When you go home, you're exhausted. Not just physically, but emotionally and mentally because of all of the emotions that you have seen that day and that you experienced that day. Whether you're there just supporting a friend because they have a family member that is sick, whatever it is, you are exhausted 
when you leave from all of the emotion and the disciples were no different. So not only do we see Jesus showing emotion, but we also see the disciples showing emotion. We saw Peter show emotion when he cut that guy's ear off. What? He was angry. He was probably bitter, right? He was resenting the fact that what was about to happen, right? He thought he was protecting his, you know, his leader. All of which are emotions, right? That we all have. So I've actually gone longer than I wanted to go today, but I just want to ask you, what is it emotionally that you're not giving to God? You have to go to him with your ugly cries, admitting that you're scared, admitting that you still have unforgiveness, admitting that you still have distrust, admitting that you're not who you want to be at this moment, whatever it is, your limiting beliefs, um, your negative self-talk, all of these things derive from emotion. What is it that you need to go before God and ugly cry over? Because he cares. Your emotions matter. Your life matters. If you don't deal with issues of the heart, guess what happens? It goes to here. From here, your body keeps the score. You have gut issues. You have high blood pressure, you have kidney issues, you have depression, anxiety, mental health disorders, you um, have migraines, you have so many things that happen in our body because our body keeps the score. I encourage you today to get into the emotion of the heart. Don't allow that spirit to be broken any longer. Because God cares about your emotions. He cares about what you're going through. He cares that you cry yourself to sleep every night. He cares that you struggle with questioning, are you a good wife or mother or husband or dad? He cares that you feel shame for something that's happened. He cares about your emotions. I encourage you to write those emotions down. Honestly, write them down and go to God and say, God, I am this, 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 and this. And why? Talk to him like he's a friend. Why are you fearful? Why are, do you still distrust? Why are you still sad? Why do you have unforgiveness? Emotions. We don't like to talk about emotions. But a merry heart, meaning a whole heart, maketh a cheerful countenance. But by sorrow, the spirit is broken. 
we have so many people that go to church every Sunday and they pray and they go to the altar and they read their Bible every day and all of the things, right? They go, they prepare stuff for every potluck. They, you know, do all of these things, but their spirit is broken. It's not enough just to go with the flow or to, to do what is expected. It's not enough. It's not enough just to, just to go with the motions, right? Like we got to make sure that we're at church on, at nine o'clock on Sunday. Um, I read my Bible at five in the morning. Um, I pray at six in the morning. It's not enough to just go with the flow. What are you really doing? Are you really giving your heart to God? Emotions to God. Are you giving them? Emotions flow from the heart. So today I encourage you to write down the emotions and the hurt and all of the things that have been affecting your spirit. And I pray that you would go before God and that you would, you would pray over each one of those things and really, truly, honestly, give it to God. So I hope that whoever needs to hear this, hears this. And I hope that it touches the ears that needs to hear it. And feel free to share tag in the comments. Um, if you're actually on the podcast, just you can share the podcast to your social media, however that works for you or whatever's best for you. And thank you so much for hanging out with me and I'll see you next time.